Thank you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, how many of you have food memories? Those in which you've eaten something for the first time and I'm like, oh my God. You raised your hand. Yeah? What did you? Interesting. So wine in France, right? Um, yeah. What did you? Okay, Burger King chicken fries. Okay, well that's interesting. Well that's good. And so we have good memories. Uh, we have bad memories, yes? Okay. So over 35 years ago, I had my first chocolate truffle. How was your truffle, the Lynn truffle? Okay. I remember uh, eating this truffle 35 years ago. My boss brought me this truffle. She said it was $40 a pound. I thought, whoa. And I put it in my mouth, and it was just, boom, this explosion of chocolate, a little bit of coffee. It just melted on my tongue, and I thought, oh, my God. Like, what is this? And right there and then, I said, I need to learn how to make this. This was amazing. Nothing like you just had here, you know. Those lints are not $40 a pound. And, and, um, but it was amazing, and I thought, wow, you know, I have to learn how to make this. And right then and there, I knew, wow, I, you know, maybe I need to learn how to do this. Do you believe that uh, one moment in your life or one person or one event can change your life? Yeah. Um, I believe it's true. And as I look back on my journey to, to where I am today, I totally believe it's true that how one person, one event can change your life, even change your journey or your direction in life. Um, so I'd like to share with you some of the people, some of the events that happened as I went throughout my life. You know, I grew up with no aspirations to be a chef. Um, I started cooking and baking at home. My mom went to work full time. She was home for a while, and then I was like, all right, I got to learn how to cook and, and did a little baking. Um, but, you know, it's an essential life skill. You know, you do it to eat. And so, didn't think much about it. Um, but you know, I wanted to go to college. You know, no one in my family had gone to college. And in high school, I kind of got the journalism bug. I worked on the school newspaper. And, you know, my teacher and advisor said, Wow, you should go to Harper. They have a great journalism. They called it journalism or communications program back then. And I thought, Well, great. You know, maybe I'll do that. I'll go there and I'll get my college degree. So the summer before college started, I worked at Red Lobster. And never did I realize that the food service industry would have such a big impact. Red Lobster, great food memories, first time. First crab legs, first lobster, first clam chowder. How many of you grew up on fish sticks, frozen fish sticks? Yeah, OK. That was my, so you go there, and it's like, wow, like look at this fresh fish. and. Amazing. So I had a lot of good food memories at Red Lobster as well. Um, and of course, learning to be a server and work in the food industry. So I went to Harper College that fall and wanted to get into TV advertising. I thought, wow, working in TV, this was fun. We did a lot of cool things and I did really well in my classes. And so my professors got me an internship at a radio station in Arlington Heights. Back then it was called WWMM, 
And it was a small radio station, played rock, then we played country music. And, you know, I really liked it. Um, my first job out of college, it was cool. I loved it. Um, that's me. Wow, look how, look how young. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a long time ago. Uh, so that's where I met Willie. We worked together at the radio station. It was us against the guys. <laughs> it was all men. But, you know, so influential. Um, she was like a mother, you know, taught me how to work with the guys, the office politics, showed me how to have self-confidence, showed me how to get a raise when I wanted that raise, when I deserved that raise. And things she's taught me, I still remember all these years ago. So one person. So after the radio station, I went to work at RC Cola. Anyone here of RC Cola? Yeah, yeah, they're still around. Um, and that's where I met my boss, who brought me that chocolate truffle. So I had become obsessed. I, I went and got every cookbook I can at the library. This is before the internet. That's how old I am, OK? This is before you check things out on the internet. So I went to the library, got every book on chocolate, went home, tried to make all this. You know, I was like, ugh, how do I duplicate this? You know, and I wasn't really having a lot of success, but I kept trudging along, okay? So I left RC Cola, went to work for a food service magazine called Restaurants and Institutions. Um, I liked it there, but it was a desk job. So I sat at a desk. You know, it was a very interesting job, a lot of stuff going on, but I played with chocolate at home. So I remembered that truffle, and I'm like, ooh, let me, can I do turtles? I did turtles at, you know, chocolate turtles at the holidays. I made truffles. I made chocolate pretzels. I just kind of got into being a chocolatier, you know, and I loved it. And I was doing that on the side, of course, working full time. But you know what, it's like I felt like I just needed someone who knew what they were doing to show me what to do. So in 1987, I still have the book, as you can see, definitely, definitely worn and used. Um, I took a class called Chocolate Artistry, and it was run by a lady named Elaine Gonzalez. Unbelievable. A whole week, eight hours a day, five days a week, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Every day learning something new. And she was amazing. I mean, she just knew everything about chocolate, uh, how to work with it, and how to make all these different candies. I literally went home, you guys, with the hugest box of chocolates. And believe it or not, I did not want to eat them for a while because I was smelling it every day, I was tasting it every day. But she was just amazing. She was just there for us 100% of the time. She really knew what she was doing. Look at that. Look at how I got, look how young I was. There she was. There was about 12 of us in the class, and everybody was from a different uh, city. Uh, someone was from Vermont. In fact, I remember that girl there to the right of me? She was from Vermont. And so everybody had a different story. Everybody had different skill level. But it was a lot of fun. Um, Elaine would come in early talk to us, she would stay late. So it was a really inspirational time. And I left there thinking, I think I want to do this for a living, you know? I'd like, this could be a lot of fun. And this class, you guys, cost me $300. And I, that's what I brought home in a week, was $300. So it was my whole weekly salary. I took a week vacation. But you know what, it changed, it changed my journey, you know? 
And so that was so awesome, and she just was just a big part of my journey, for sure. So after I finished this class, uh, the publisher of the magazine asked me to create a chocolate dessert bag. And this was actually very popular at uh, restaurants in Chicago at the time. And one of the chefs had created this. And believe it or not, you took a coffee grinding bag. You used to be able to go into Dominic's or Jewel and go and they could grind your own coffee. And they had these bags and they were lined with plastic. And that plastic actually gave that bag a texture and an appearance and it worked out great. What was cool about this is a photographer told me, you need to make 24 of those. 24? Aren't we just shooting one? He said, yeah, but as we take them, they're going to melt. And so you've got to make 24 of them. So it took me three days to make them. Took eight hours to get that one shot. But it was just incredible. And I left there thinking, I think I want to do this for a living. It was just really a cool experience. Could you imagine, though, 24 of them? Yeeks. So I left that photo shoot kind of with a bug in my ear saying, you know what, maybe I should do this for a living. Could I do it for a living? You know, I'm working in an office 9 to 5. Could I become a pastry chef? Should I just work with chocolate? Should I be a baker? Do I have what it takes? You know, it's a big deal to change careers. You've established yourself in one career, but to just drop it all and go to a completely different career is a whole nother thing, okay? Did I have what I, you know, could I succeed? Could I make any money at it? Well, in 1989, I did gather the courage and decided to go to culinary school. It was called the Cooking and Hospitality Institute of Chicago. Uh, they were bought out by Cordon Bleu. And of course, now Cordon Bleu is gone, uh, out of business. But I attended school part-time while still working full-time at the magazine. I went to classes on Wednesday and Sundays and I worked five days a week. So it was a very long year of going to school and working, but you know what, I loved it. I loved every minute of it at culinary school. So the one person, oh, there I am, there was my final project at culinary school. It's a chocolate uh, Halloween house, you can see there. I think I got an A, I'm pretty sure I got an A. <laughs> um, so Jane Wallace, she was the associate publisher of Restaurants and Institutions magazine where I worked and such a great mentor and she knew everybody in the food service business. So she hooked me up and got me a, a scholarship to go to culinary school. I mean, how selfless is that? Because she knew I would quit the magazine once I got my uh, pastry chef certificate. So I couldn't believe I found this old picture. I know it's a little hard to see, but really great lady. Uh, a great influence in my life. So during this time, I was um, looking at every cookbook I can. And once I got out of culinary school, I was like, all right, time to go get a job. So in 1990, I quit the magazine, went to work at my first job, which was a caterer in a retail store. And I loved it. But magazine, I worked nine to five. Guess what time I started? <laughs> Guess what time I started at the uh, bakery? 5 a.m. Imagine going from a nine to five job on Friday, and now Monday, I had to be up out there at 5 a.m. 
So a huge transition, but I knew I was going to love it. was on my feet eight hours a day, but I knew I was going to love it. And I did. Um, it just, it was what I wanted to do. Um, it was fun to bake for people, and, and right? Just eating that chocolate truffle was, a, you know, was fun, okay? So I loved it, and went for many years, worked at caterers, worked at different restaurants, really kind of holding my skills. I learned to do wedding cakes, uh, dessert cakes of all kinds. Um, it just was a lot of fun for many, many, many years. Um, but you know, in 1998, I needed to make a little bit more money, so I decided to apply for a teaching job. Teach? Teach? Can I teach? Culinary students? Really? Is this something I could do? So Triton College was looking for a part-time instructor, and so I went there, and I had no, no experience teaching. So he hired me. Oh my God, it worked out great. He loved me. I loved teaching. It was fun. You know, not everybody can teach. Let me tell you that. Nobody teaches you how to teach, right? So I had to learn how to, how do you share? How do you share how to make that cookie? How do I share? How do I tell someone how to make that truffle? And could I do that? And it worked out great. Um, great mentor. We only had 15 students in a class. It was nice. It was small. And I started to develop my uh, culinary teaching skills at Triton College with Chef Jerome. So big, a big person in my life showed me how to teach. Um, I went on to teach at Cordon Bleu in 2002, landed a full-time job. Oh my God, Cordon Bleu, crazy. 32 students in a class. But I'll tell you what, I learned how to teach that many students. I learned from other pastry instructors how to teach, teaching skills, new, new techniques. It was a really amazing experience. Okay. So there I am at Cordon Bleu, up top picture with one of my class. And today, uh, I was hired in 2011 full-time to teach here at Moraine Valley. Of course, do the baking and pastry courses. Um, and I love it. Uh, it's a very less stressed job than it was in the industry, but I still love it. I love sharing my passion with the students. We get to do events like that, um, so they get to showcase what they've learned as well. You know, I still have food memories. Um, I remember eating my first chocolate French macaron at a place called Bittersweet. Am I weird or what? I can remember, I can remember the place, the time, the moment. Huh? You live right near there. You live, see? Okay. Um, I remember having my first bray short rib at a convention. Um, does anyone have weird memories like that? You remember even where you were when you had something and you're like, what is that? I need to learn how to make that. So um, I think we all have those same food memories. Um, it's, you know, what you do with them and how maybe you just kind of channel them. I have bad food memories too, of course. Uh, but we, all those cookbooks throughout the years, you know, I thought, can I do my own cookbook? I can. October 1st, uh, Baking with Vegetables. Spent a year working on it. This is a chocolate beet tart. Thank you. It's a chocolate beet tart. It's got beets in it. 
uh, walnut crust, and I spent a lot of time just developing new recipes, old recipes. Um, but basically, all those people, right? Think about all those people in your life who have an impact, from you know a teacher to a mentor to someone you worked with, and how they all have an impact in your life. So, and you know, many of my culinary students come like I did. They want to change their journey. They want to go in a different direction. We've had realtors. We've had lawyers. Um, we've had homemakers who want to change their life. And they come, and hopefully they have, you know, and hopefully um, they'll change their journey as well. So, so thank you. Thank you.